found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. It is a Tuesday. It's the 18th day of January. Good morning, Matthew. Good morning. Hi, Dale. Good to see you. How are you, buddy? Oh, just dandy. Just dandy. Just another day in paradise. Here we are. Yeah. I guess... um, we really don't have a lot to complain about in the month of January so far, weather-wise. No, no, absolutely. Could be a lot worse. We could have been involved in some of the snowstorm stuff that was going on all around the state of Indiana. But For sure. here. For sure. What was the... Um, I noticed there was a winter weather advisory in effect for just two counties, Blackford and Grant. Oh. It was running yesterday. I don't know what made them separated. Yeah. But we never really locally saw anything precipitation-wise. So. Well, today we're going to start off with this. Baby boomers sharing things that Gen Zers and millennials will never understand. Hmm. These are uh, submitted by individuals. Calling the movie theater to hear the recording with the movie times. Oh my gosh, yes. See? Yes. You go back, you you would do that. Wow. Yeah, you would. And if you messed around, weren't paying attention, you had to do it again. Because <laughs> you missed the time. Right. Shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> there was a military draft for the Vietnam War. You'd have to watch a draft lottery to see if your number would be low enough that you'd be drafted to go fight in the war. <laughs> oh, the good old days. Gosh. Hard to believe. I can't imagine what that yeah. would be like. Uh, it was different. Very different, Matt. Because we didn't have cell phones, people could not always get a hold of you. And it was a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember, you know, with the advent of the answering machine. Oh, things were solved. They could leave a message. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have to worry about... And I remember being... You know, like maybe upstairs, the phone's ringing or in the shower. Phone's ringing. Oh, my. Yeah. I got to get out there and get it. Yes. <laughs> Slip on the kitchen floor <laughs> and still miss the call. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, the best is when, when you had your machine and you would answer it. And the machine would pick up anyway. <laughs> and then you go through all that. <laughs> you're, you're panicking, trying to just rip it out of the wall. <laughs> Needing to do a report on a topic with no internet, Ugh. no encyclopedia on CD, you'd have to go to the library yep. just to find out that someone in your class already grabbed the one book on that subject. That, that's, that happened. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Opening up the newspaper to look at the TV guide. Gosh. Hold on real quick. I just, I okay. remember right. vividly, like. Needing to go to the library, okay, which was downtown, okay, and it was like it was like the worst thing in the world. Like it, it was like asking, you know, my mom, you know, <laughs> can you take me to Vegas? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go downtown. <laughs> How long you got to take? <laughs> now, did you wait to the last minute? Of course, I did. Okay, yeah. 
I know our habits, and <laughs> I just feel that you probably waited way too long to even start. Yeah. And did you find your information? Or That was the worst thing. I'm sure I did. Trying to find your stuff. Right. Of course, we learned that in school, too. They taught you about the Dewey Decimal System and, mm-hmm. you know, how to find books. Yeah. <laughs> Opening the newspaper for the TV Guide, I think folks still do that. Yeah. Do they... Still sell TV Guide? I don't know. I've not looked. Well, I mean, remember in the, in the paper there was a TV, yeah, like you would yeah. go to the one page and I had the grid set up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I remember looking at that. This one, smoking everywhere. Yeah. Theaters, planes, offices, hospitals, trains, restaurants, schools. <laughs> and then the outrage when it was finally banned. But it, you, you, yeah, I mean, that's the way it was. Yeah. You can still be on an airplane and still see the ashtray. In your armrest. It's <clears throat> here's the big dilemma. We were at a restaurant the other day, and I think Cooper asked, he's like, Why is there like a weird wall right here? Because that used to be the smoking section. <laughs> Seriously? Yep. <laughs> See, the young folks don't know anything of it. No. I mean No. This was a huge dilemma. If there were two shows on TV at the same time, you had to make a oh. choice. Because you couldn't record it. No DVR, VC, on demand, nothing. And it seemed like no matter what, you would choose wrong. You know what I mean? You would. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Even if you got a choice. Yeah. Because we had one television. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and let's just say the, <laughs> the youngest choice. of the household had no say. <laughs> no say. Yeah. Matter. yeah. You didn't get to pick anything. But let's say, let's say you wanted to watch... The Cosby Show. But Dad wanted to watch Highway to Heaven. <laughs> Thursday night. That had to be a Thursday night. Yeah. yeah. Although I don't think Highway to Heaven was okay. on Thursdays. Right. But still. But, you know, back in my day, you know, all the kids are talking, you know, and I don't know if they were telling the truth or faking it, but, you know, talking about watching Batman or, you know, <laughs> I don't get to watch any of that. I'm stuck with Westerns. Gun smoke, bonanza, <laughs> you know. It's, didn't get to watch any of the uh, hip programs. Waiting for your favorite song to come on the radio. Yep. Call the station, request a song so you could tape it. And then the DJ talk over your intro and ruin it. Here's a request out there for uh, a little day of listening. It's Prince, When Dubs Cry. L102. <laughs> Going to the video rental store on weekends to pick up a movie. How exciting that was, they say. Yep. As much as watching the movie. Memorizing phone numbers. Gosh, my mom does that still. Like, she has a cell phone and doesn't save anybody's numbers. So she just, if someone calls, she can look at the number and be like, oh, that's Connie. And she'll. (laughs) So she doesn't put their name in there. No. Just the number. Right. You know, when she started going through her, her health stuff this past summer, she she I wanted to put together a text chain <laughs> so we could mass get a hold of people, yeah, right? Yeah. And um and so she's she's telling me now now Connie's number is blah 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 blah. I want you to text Nancy, her number is blah 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 blah, and it's just all off the top of her head. I'm like, Mom, no one does this anymore. <laughs> no one does this. 
I still remember my uh, phone as I went into college. So basically, my my youth, that phone number, I still remember it. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember the number I had. Yeah. And then, you know, I still remember grandma's. You know, it, those numbers you yeah. just embedded, you know, in, in yeah. your head. Yeah. But now I couldn't tell you anybody's number. I don't really pay attention to what their number is. I ask my kids all the time, what's your number? <laughs> uh, let's see. Taking photos using little rolls of film mm. and then having to uh, get them processed. You wouldn't know if any of the photos were good until a couple of months later. That's true. And that's that's the thing, man. It, but that used to be a way of life. It really was. It really was. So if you're at a party or something and you dance naked on a table and do some crazy stuff the next morning, you could categorically deny that it ever happened and no one, absolutely no one, could ever show you a video on their phone that it did happen. That's right. Because back in the day... Wasn't nothing. No one. That's like okay. So, you know, I, I mentioned before that um, my senior year of high school, a group of us decided that we would bring back mount men with cheerleaders. Like we would go out and lift, you know, okay. cheerleaders and yeah. stuff. And um, <laughs> my daughter was like, "Do you have any pictures of that?" No. <laughs> I don't think so, I mean, I just don't. Like no. we didn't. We didn't do that. You know. You just didn't. Didn't even think of it. Yeah. Maybe somebody'd carry a camera, you know. Yeah. But it was an actual camera. Usually it was a mom that took it, you know. <laughs> okay, guys, get together. Oh, they got the good one. It's thirty five millimeter. Yeah. <laughs> then you gotta crank it around. And get it, you know, it's like jeez. <laughs> now you just take your phone out, bam. Perfect. And there was such you know, when you did get your pictures back and if they didn't if one of them didn't turn out, it was so disappointing. You know, oh, it's blurry. Dang it. Oh. But it did. It took forever. It did. You know? It did. <laughs> Everything so, took longer, you know? Everything was bulky and heavy. Yes. yes. You had to have a TV that weighed 650 pounds. There was nothing convenient. <laughs> and you were smoking while you were doing That's it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> At 6.32, we'll uh, check news with Karen. This is Tidbits. It's 6.41 on this Tuesday morning. Another reason not to retire in Florida. A woman... Attacked by a bear in her driveway last week. Oh, my gosh. While she was taking her pooch for a walk, left her with a major laceration on her face. She's identified as 80, A-Y-D-E-E, attacked around 9 p.m. last Thursday in Debrary when she noticed a startled black bear mother who had been hanging out in the neighborhood. When she fled the uh, bear, it followed, clawing at her. A neighbor heard a pounding on his door and uh, seemed most concerned about the welfare of her dog, Aidy did. He said, the neighbor did, that just before the attack, the bear was up in a tree in front of his house. When it came down to investigate some trash, 
on the roadside. Neighbors tried to shoo the bear away, but instead it went after 80. <laughs> Go on, get. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, get, bear. Get out of here. Is that what you're doing? Yeah. Okay. After the attack, neighbors scared the bear and her cubs away into the woods until authorities arrived. Evidently, the fish and wildlife folks uh, killed the mother bear. And uh, the cubs were left behind. The mama bear and her three one-year-old cubs were in a tree. Aidy said she wished that the cubs had been relocated, fearing they'd just return. Other neighbors reportedly were upset with the decision to kill the mother bear, who they said had lived in the area for seven or eight years. and had never been a problem or a threat before. <laughs> she is now, so... <laughs> I just can't imagine living in your neighborhood and there's bears walking down the sidewalk. Yeah. You know, it's... Well, they ain't going to hurt nobody. <laughs> just... So now what are the cubs... Okay, now when can a cub take care of themselves? Right. See, I, I just... I don't know how old they got to be. Says they're about a year old. And they were in a tree. It says they're old, they're old and big enough to survive on their own. Okay. All right. And they'll just stay in the neighborhood, scrounging trash. That's now they'll have a bitter distaste for humans. Yeah. So now they'll become angry. Yeah. Here's something you can challenge yourself with: a 24-year-old California gal tried to get her money's worth of a $50 all-you-can-eat sushi buffet. Ended up in the hospital. Says she ate 32 rolls of sushi. But the uncooked rolls left her feeling kind of sick. No. <laughs> she eventually was rushed to the ER with severe stomach pain. Mm. She started off with miso soup. Is that right? Yep. Me? Four goyzas. Goyzas? I, I don't know what that is. Goyzas. Yeah. And jalapeno poppers. That's how you say that, isn't it? Jalapeno. <laughs> yes. She then, nailed it. <laughs> she then moved on. To eight green dragon rolls, eight snow rolls, eight California rolls, eight wakami wakami rolls, and a helping of edamame. (laughs) All this stuff I've never heard of. I don't eat it. Sure. I've never ate sushi. Never cared to try it. I've been scared of it ever, you know. Next morning, she had intense stomach and chest pain. Taken to the ER, she was given some medication to help her feel better. She admitted it took several days to recover and feel normal again. Well, she was doing okay in the hospital to pose for a picture, so. <laughs> Imagine how Joey Chestnut feels after he's in competition. Ugh. I mean, he could, who knows how much of this stuff he'd eat. Right. I just, I've never had, I presume you have, you're very you know, you've tried sushi, right? I have, and I had a bad experience okay. once, and I have not had it since. So, so I always heard of you know people getting worms, and you know, it's. I just let's I, just say I bit into one, and it was like, yeah, that is oh my, that is not fresh. Oh that is not fresh at all. I guess the place to get them, the best place to get sushi is the yeah. gas station. Yes, yeah. believe it or not, <laughs> it's a hidden gem. If you ever, <laughs> most people don't normally think that, but you're right. Yeah. Any kind of seafood. Okay. Now, here's a guy that uh, I've never seen such luck. He's from Pennsylvania. 
just won a million bucks after he's already won three million five hundred thousand and one hundred thousand dollar lottery jackpots. Seriously? Now, how do you? Is that what he does with all of his money? Just reinvest it back in the lottery? Because I know people that play a lot of scratch offs and stuff like that. Right. This is the second time he's won at least a million from a scratch off. He's 55 years old. Mike Luciano has now won a combined 4.6 million. That's Mike Luciano from Pennsylvania. <laughs> from four lottery games. <laughs> Uncle Mike. He says, quote, I don't know why I've been so blessed winning big three times in my lifetime. Most people are just looking for one. And I know this is incredible, (laughs) but I'm convinced no one wins this many times without playing more than they should. He says he's addicted to it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know, you know, a lot of folks that uh, like to play whatever it is (laughs) and they just keep going and going. Lose, start again, lose, win a little, <laughs> yep, and then uh, lose. But this guy, I mean, that's pretty lucky to win that that's, much. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I, mean. I don't know anyone that's uh, quite that lucky. And then we've got uh, this information that two in five workers say they'd trade their benefits for more job flexibility. We've talked about this. You've brought it up. Mm-hmm. You're right on course with this. I think you ought to be a politician and uh, <laughs> run on your beliefs. Okay. Two and five would give up their benefits if it meant they could have more flexibility. That's according to 2,000 people. Seven and 10 say their job hardly offers any flexibility when it comes to their schedule. 42% would even trade their benefit package for a schedule that works more for them. I'm telling you, man, that's that's, that's the way. People do not want their jobs to define them. I mean, they don't want goodness. their job to, to, you know, I mean, if you can do your job, still be productive and still get whatever work done, then you should be able to go enjoy yourself. And that's where people are. You think back in the day when we started the 40-hour week that it was built in for slouches? What do you mean? I mean, you've, you've heard the stories like at the factories. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. the major factories, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. good benefits and so yeah. forth. Yeah. Having a full-time job outside that and sleeping there. I've heard those kinds of stories. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, such abuse. Yeah. You would go clock in and, yeah. you know. Just abuse. You had a cot in a <laughs> closet somewhere and just sleep <laughs> all day, you know. Yeah. The stories I used to hear. Yeah. You know? I mean, both my parents worked at factories. I heard all sorts of stuff. I mean, yeah. So, basically, I don't know that we ever really needed a a 40-hour-a-week to get things done, if you think about it. I mean, there's a lot of places now with four-day work weeks. Yeah. And it seems to pan out, so I don't know. I think that's what we're going towards, like a four-day, 30-hour week. Okay. So, that'd be a new song for Alabama to make. Yes. You got a four-day week and a thirty-hour a uh, four-day w- and a thirty-hour week for eleven uh, forty-hour months. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah. And then finally, of course, we're not very deep into this year with this the eighteenth uh, day. Two-thirds of Americans have never successfully completed a New Year's resolution. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
The I, failure rate for new is it's it's staggering. So by now most are done, right? I mean they pretty much, yeah. 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 They've already failed. Yeah. Eighteen days in. Yep. And just think back eighteen days ago. I've got to lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So there you go, Matt. <laughs> I know a guy who's already said this publicly, but he was giving up Dr. Pepper. Yeah. That was his New Year's. I'm giving up Dr. Pepper. Okay. He lasted, I think he said 18 hours, 16 hours, <laughs> 12 It was something you, like that. You can't give up something that you're just that accustomed to. Right. That's terrible. Right. That's that's. Something you'll never be able to do. Plus, he's a huge college football fan, oh. and that's like the oh, only commercial you ever yeah. see. Your Dr. Pepper, Fansville. <laughs> he lives in Fansville. <laughs> All right, there you go. Some tidbits on this Tuesday. I gotta go. All right, see you later, hey, buddy. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.